Hi everyone, this is Kevin Smith. And this is Brian Belter. And today we do have a very special guest. Pastor Gimble. Hey everybody. Hey, welcome to the podcast. Yeah, thank you so much for joining us. I Thanks. think this is going to be a real uh, a real interesting one to get your take, especially on uh, on a piece of Exodus here. Thank you, though, for doing such a great job on your two. I've been learning a lot. Thank and you. I've been listening thank to it in the car ride, too, and hope you all listeners have been as well. It's definitely been a pleasure. Today, we are going to read from Exodus chapter 17, 8 through 16. Then Amalek came and fought with Israel in Rephidim. So Moses said to Joshua, Choose for us men and go out and fight with Amalek. Tomorrow I will stand on the top of the hill with the staff of God in my hand. So Joshua did as Moses told him, and fought with Amalek, while Moses, Aaron, and Hur went up to the top of the hill. Whenever Moses held up his hand, Israel prevailed, and whenever he lowered his hand, Amalek prevailed. But Moses' hand grew weary, so they took a stone and put it under him, and he sat on it, while Aaron and Hur held up his hands one on one side, and the other on the other side. So his hands were steady until the going down of the sun, and Joshua overwhelmed Amalek and his people with the sword. Then the Lord said to Moses, Write this as a memorial in a book, and recite it in the ears of Joshua, that I will utterly blot out the memory of Amalek from under heaven. And Moses built an altar, and called the name of it, The Lord is my banner, saying, A hand upon the throne of the Lord. The Lord will have war with Amalek from generation to generation. Thank you very much for that reading, Brian. So we have here the uh, first introduction of Joshua, a great warrior for his people and... The future leader of the Israelites. Yeah, foreshadowing what's to come, I think. And uh, he shows a lot of good military prowess here, too, of course, you know, being pretty successful in battle. And if you read the book of Joshua, he's going to be doing a lot of battling and a lot of fighting in Joshua. It's kind of his big thing. Yeah, is being a, a yeah. warrior leader definitely known for uh, taking down the walls of Jericho, probably. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's his big claim to fame. Unfortunately, we're not reading Joshua, so <laughs> we're not going to come to that during this conversational devotion. But uh, maybe, maybe after Easter, maybe right? someday we'll get to it. Um, so yeah, I kind of found it interesting here in the middle of the the book of Exodus. Here we've got the Israelites on their journey, kind of wandering through the desert, needing some manna, needing some water from a rock. And all of a sudden, we just kind of, it seems almost randomly, have this this little battle scene thrown in here. I guess maybe that was to show another one of the the dangers and perils that the Israelites were facing on their journey, other than just physical needs of hunger and thirst. There's actual physical threats out there from other other inhabitants of this land. Yeah, they've definitely uh, highlighted a lot of the, like you said, physical threats um, with hunger and thirst. But, you know, there's... These lands are not completely uninhabited, and Amalek, I suppose, is uh, some sort of leader of a certain type of people. I, I wasn't actually familiar of Amalek's people. Uh, is that a tribe that shows up again later on? Yeah, as a matter of fact, well, I'm kind of perplexed by the ending of this because they do show up again. They show up in the book of Judges, and they show up again in First Samuel and things like that, too. Uh, and again, I'm perplexed by that because right at the end we heard uh, Brian read that uh, God will utterly blot out the memory of Amalek from under heaven, and yet his name is still continuing on. Yeah, we hear the Amalekites mentioned all over the place when when the Israelites are battling their way through the yeah. Holy Land. I don't know what to think of that except maybe like if Moses 
kind of went out of his way to take matters into his own hands and do something different than what God wanted. You know, if God wanted to wipe them off, and then Moses said, no, I'm not ready to do that yet. And then now they're going to continue to be a thorn in the Israelite side for a while. The very last sentence we re- I read there does all, does say the Lord will have war with Amalek from generation to generation. Yeah, so I mean, maybe that, that though, right? So even in that little, that is Moses saying that. Yeah, so, so God yeah. says, I'm going to wipe him out. And then Moses says, no, nah, we're going to still battle with him for a while. That's uh, Moses being a, Moses being an Israelite, a.k.a. being a human being. Not I, now to me, that's what I think, yeah. Yeah, it's hard to tell. Well, I mean, fr- and it's a very human practice, fresh from a conquest, to be, you know, celebratory. It's like, oh, no, we're going to... We're going to keep fighting these guys. We're going to really show them what we're worth and everything like that. I kind of wonder if it's like the uh, the easy push-off enemy. You know, if we can win with uh, pretty easily, if we need like a confidence boost. <laughs> you know, like in high school, you'd always schedule the, the weakest teams to play for homecoming football and stuff like I, that. I played football around here, but I'm not going to mention those teams that we like to play. <laughs> yeah, one of them could have been Metro East Lutheran High School in, in Edwardsville, I will say. We ended up, like our road team ended up playing a lot of homecoming games for some reason whenever we go <laughs> so, away. So those, so those teams could have a, a good homecoming, I guess, huh? Right. Oh, yeah, man. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. Just trying to get in the mind of Moses, which is impossible to do. It is, but it's kind of fun to try just to see, you know, where we, what we might think in that in that place, you know, just to put our put those shoes on for a bit. I think uh, or sandals. One of the neat aspects of this passage for me is the passage about is talking about how Moses, how her and Aaron held up Moses's hands when mm-hmm. he grew weary. Yeah, absolutely. And there's actually been something that we've been discussing within our elders meetings about forming a group based around a book that we've been reading uh, called Holding Up the Prophet's Hand. And it looks like it literally gets its title from this section right here. Two Which people holding his hands up. Pastor Gimbel actually made it seem like you may have realized that connection before I did. Uh, before I. I didn't yeah. notice it either. <laughs> I, I'd certainly, I had completely forgotten about this, you know, little tidbit in Exodus about uh, the first appearance of Joshua fighting Amalek and his and the Amalekites. So, once again, it just goes to show uh, some of the, the learning path that we're going through as we go down this little journey of ours. Let's go a little deeper into that holding up the prophet's hand thing, that we, the imagery that we see here. I mean, we all know that Moses is the great prophet of God, leading the people of Israel out of Egypt, eventually to the Holy Land, not into the Holy Land, but to the Holy Land. Uh, that will someday be their their domain. But this great prophet still cannot do it on his own. He needs the support. He needs the help of his brother Aaron that's mentioned here and this character, her, uh, that I don't recall seeing previously in Exodus. But I assume that's another Israelite elder, perhaps, that is alongside Moses and Aaron that is there to, to lift him up when his arms grow weary and to help the flock defeat the Amalekites. Yeah, and I think it's uh, intriguing to me that this is, you know, physical weariness too that Moses is undergoing. Uh, you know, sometimes we talk about supporting pastors and leaders, you know, spiritually, but you know, this this they, Moses was just plain tired, right? Mm-hmm. So he just got tired of holding up his hands all the time, which is hard to do if you've ever tried to do that as well. And he's got that big old staff there too, so. right? Yeah, and it it goes to show that I mean. For all the 
for the fact that Moses was a vessel of God and a prophet of God, he's still human. And I'm certain God could have given him all the endurance in the world if he had felt like it. Uh, but he probably wanted to show Moses in that moment that he needs to rely on his fellow men as well to help him and not just take it upon himself to be the the lone prophet and lone worker for God. I think it's an interesting... Sorry, go ahead, Pastor. I was going to say, we'll see that in the next passage as well. Uh, Just a specific example about how Moses has too much on his plate, so to speak. So I guess this is a good lead-in to that when his father-in-law comes along to to kind of tell him, hey, buddy, you need some help. This is how we're going to do it. So, yeah, that is a nice lead-in to that, too. I also found it kind of amazing that we've got... We've seen Moses, and again... I know I've mentioned this before. Kevin and I kind of poke at him a little bit for being a little a little whiny in the beginning, a little uh, trying to find a way to get out of it and not, you know, saying I'm not the right person for this. A little human. Oh, very human. Right here we start to see that he's not necessarily, this burden is not completely on his shoulders. He's got others around him to support him. So I think that's a really awesome kind of turning point, like, like Pastor mentioned here, that we're going to get into in this next uh, chapter 18 about others stepping up helping Moses and to help lead the tribes of Israel yeah I also see uh, what struck me as a picture of salvation too Mm. uh, that the moments that they were winning the battle was when Moses hands were raised to and to me that's that's pointing to a picture of Jesus Christ as well if you can Mm -hmm. imagine a crucifix and uh, an image of Jesus Christ on the cross, it's when his hands are raised also that provides for our salvation and our deliverance too. So you can almost imagine what it would be like fighting a battle down in that battlefield, you know, looking up and seeing Moses with his hands outstretched with a staff in it might not have looked all that different from what we might even see with Jesus on the cross. Outstretched hands mean victory, both, both for the Israelites and for Christ over sin, death, and devil. Yeah, exactly. Yep. Yep, so yeah, really cool foreshadowing there. Like, as you guys have, have pointed out and showed, it's just all over in the book of Exodus how this this stuff points back to Jesus Christ. I mean, every time you read new passages, you find something else that, that points forward to the ultimate grace and salvation from Christ. It's, it's really impressive. Well, I think that's going to wrap up our discussion today uh, out of chapter 17 of the book of Exodus. I want to give a big thank you to Pastor Gimble. Um, it was really nice to have a, a guest on our, our show here, and I'm very appropriate that you're, yeah. the fir- you're the first one to come and join us. So thank you so much. Yeah, you're most certainly welcome. Happy to do it anytime. I'm sure Brian gets tired of just talking to me all the time. <laughs> it's true, but I would never say that to your face or to all the people on the radio. Well, now that you just did. Oh, oops. (laughs) Well, as we usually do when we're wrapping up, we want to do. We want to remind everyone about the um, the worship opportunities here at Holy Cross during this Lenten season. Please remember every Wednesday, come and join us. Uh, We do have a Lenten service uh, at 11 a.m. and also at 7 p.m. every Wednesday. That's right. And as always, you've got some fantastic food beforehand. Uh, you probably just got done feasting on the Board of Ed's meal last night, so look forward to it next week. Yum, yum. And then on the weekends, we have our traditional Sunday services on Saturday at 5 o'clock. 
Uh, also, Sunday mornings, 8 a.m. and 10.30 a.m. with an hour-long Bible study and Sunday school starting at 9.15. And as always, with our educational journey here, we would like to ask you to join us in a prayer. All right, let us pray. Lord God, we thank you for the victory that you have given to the Israelites as they fought against Amalek by allowing Moses for his hands to be raised in victory. And Lord, we thank you even more importantly for the victory that you gave through Jesus Christ on the cross and his outstretched and raised hands there in victory for us and conquering our sin. Continue to let this uh, fill our lives today as we go about the remainder of our week. In your name, to your glory. For it is in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. And thank you for joining us today. And just a reminder... All scripture readings and references do come from the English Standard Version of the Bible. Thank you. God bless.